This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. And uh, this is your daily financial news. If you don't know already, this is a live financial news show we do seven days a week. And it is brought to you by One Rental at a Time. My name is Michael Zuber, and I've been watching the markets for 20-some-odd years. Uh, You know, econ, MBA, accountant, all that fun stuff. But really what I'm known for is creating focus, daily activity, and being just a little bit better than yesterday as you go about learning your market, building a real estate portfolio, and financial freedom. Having earned that at 45, it's now my job to help more and more people get up that ladder. It starts with a better financial future, ultimately ends, if they choose to, in financial freedom. Uh, There is a lot to that. And yesterday, if you don't know, I did almost four hours of interviews with uh, various students. It was uh, both eye-opening, a ton of fun, and frankly, I felt better and better after each conversation. Each conversation, you can watch. They're all posted. I didn't delay them. They all went out yesterday. Uh, I'll summarize each of them here momentarily and then get into the news. So we started the morning uh, with Sean. Uh, Sean is an investor out of Sacramento. He actually lived or was renting in San Francisco when the pandemic started. He is part of that millennial 30% that went, that left, right, left urban development and went back to Sacramento. Uh, He is starting his journey there. Uh, He had some great questions around ADUs and borrowing from your 401k. And uh, we talked even about the housing crisis in California. Again, lots of great stuff there. Sean is on the way to doing the right things, uh, learning his market and moving forward. Uh, from there, we went to Shalene and Roy in Las Vegas, uh, watching these two investors really explain their why for their kids. was uh, You could feel it. I don't know if you could, but I could feel their why. It was a strong why. They have a goal of getting to four in two years, which is awesome. Uh, and if you stay to the end, you will see me catch them because they were about to get distracted by looking at two different markets. So we had that conversation. It is paramount, in my opinion, that in the beginning, you don't try to you don't try to get creative. You don't try to cheat the system because instead of getting positive leverage, you're going to get negative leverage. So again, be careful. Watch that video. See what I'm talking about. That was awesome. Then we go to Ursula. Ursula is an investor out of San Diego looking to invest on the East Coast. Uh, She's been doing this for a little while, and she is so close, so close to getting her first deal. Uh, She's doing all the right things. She's looking at the numbers. She's focused. Uh, I I think Ursula is right on the cusp of getting something. But again, she's going to do a good deal, right, Uh, because she's not going to overpay. She's not going to do an an alligator and, and all of those things. So Uh, I think Ursula is right on the cusp. She obviously needs a little help with increased inventory. I think that is coming, Uh, but I'm very confident that she won't get caught up. She won't get discouraged. Uh, I think she's really close to to getting one. That was was a fun conversation. And then we closed out with Kyle. 
Kyle uh, and his girlfriend and ultimately his wife uh, were living in Santa Cruz and they made the discussion, right? They talked together. They created a plan and they left studios in Santa Cruz, California and moved to Columbus, Ohio together on the same page. And their journey to the property ladder and investment portfolio is a strategy that a lot of young people should look at. It's, hey, we're going to go buy something that our plan is to convert it to a rental, right? So maybe you don't stretch that first house where it's uncomfortable. You go buy something that would ultimately make sense as a rental. So he's already done this once, and I believe he's on the, on the or they, I should say, they are on the cusp of doing it again. Again, use the system. Use the system to your advantage, and uh, really, really powerful stuff. So uh, I enjoyed yesterday. I was left feeling, first off, I was glad I took four hours of my Sunday to do it. Um, you know, I do think there is some some value in one-on-one mentoring. I may, I may offer that up. It won't be free. Don't be confused. Uh, my goal is to create content where you don't need me, but I realize that maybe... Maybe a small percentage, maybe it's five, maybe it's 10% of folks would pay a little extra to get a half hour of my time. My initial thought as I debate this and I talk with Olivia is I might carve out 8 to 10 a.m. every Sunday uh, and allow kind of four 30-minute chunks. I I don't know where I'm going with this because, again, if you follow this channel, that's not, I don't know. I was, I need to think about it. I need to get, I need to get my mind right, but I'm leaning that direction. So on to the daily financial news. There's a lot going on in this world that we need to pay attention to. Uh, Yes, it may be happening elsewhere, but we always need to think about it. So I don't know if you know this, and frankly, I didn't until this morning. Actually, last night, I saw this article last night. There is a country in the world that was paying 19% interest. They were battling inflation much like we were Uh, when Paul Volcker took over, and their central bank wanted to break inflation. So they raised interest rates 450 basis points, or 4.5% in the last six months, trying to beat inflation. Inflation was running 15%. Folks, that's not good. This isn't a a developed country. That's not good. So they took it to 19%. Lo and behold, the president of that country got all cranky and fired their version of the Fed president, and now their currency is tanking. This country, of course, is Turkey. Their currency is the lira. And lo and behold, within hours, their currency plunged 16%. When people lose faith because of leaders, people, there are long-running ramifications. And what I was left with is twofold. First, crushed for the middle and lower class. That is going to hurt them. They are going to feel that the most. The people living paycheck to paycheck are going to feel that. It is going to get even more uncomfortable. And then I'm like, well, damn it. What the freaking heck are the rich and wealthy doing? Well, they're getting their money out. They're getting their money out of the lira come hell or high water. Uh, they're buying, they could be buying stocks in foreign countries. They could be going to crypto. Who knows what it is? But you know full well that the rich and powerful, the top one or 2% in Turkey, are getting the hell out of Dodge, at least most of their wealth. The important thing to take here is this could happen in any country. When the people, when the people lose faith in their, I actually don't know, is Turkey elected? Just call it their leaders. I don't know if it's elected or whatever. But 
when they lose faith in their leaders because of overspending or bad policy or whatever in mass, the currency is going to take a hit. And, you know, that's, that could increasingly happen. And again, it happened in Turkey in 24 hour period. That's, uh, that's not good. That's, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt everyone. Uh, but the middle class and the poor are going to feel that the most. And they blame inflation, just so you're clear, on credit-driven growth. We're doing a lot of that. On rising energy prices. Have you seen gas lately? And foreign exchange depreciation. That one, we're, you know, as the reserve currency of the world, the dollar is still strong or has that kind of special status. Uh, but again, this, this is, things like this can't be missed. And that's, that's why, again, I chose to move 1% of mine in, in, in insurance policy. And I'm not adding to it. Don't be confused. But man, just another example of a currency getting crushed. From there, I got to talk about existing home sales. Uh, I highlighted that in the week ahead. I think I did that on Saturday. Uh, lots of stuff to take away. First and foremost, existing home sales are down 6.6% month on month, right? January to February. Uh, I don't think month on month is, I don't know, important. For me, it's year on year with these numbers. And it's still up 9.1% year on year. That's important because February, if you remember last year, was kind of our last full month before California, frankly, and then New York went into kind of lockdown mode. So to see that we are still up 9.1% in February, which is usually a slow month, I'd call that a signal. Inventory. God, this is amazing. Inventory is down 29.3%. Let's call it 30 between friends. That is the largest ever decline in homes, available homes for sale. It is now two months supply. A year ago, it was three months. To all those channels calling for a real estate crash, you're just dumb, clickbait, or idiots. You pick. I don't care. It's just not, not possible in 2021. Prices are up to 313k. Most of that is because the million-dollar homes are selling Million-dollar transactions are actually up 81% year-on-year, while homes under 100 grand are down. It's kind of a mix is changing. Uh, just to talk about the country, right, the Northeast was down 11.5%. The Midwest, which I'm going to include Texas in, I believe Midwest is in, Texas is in the Midwest versus the South. I might want to check that. It was down 14.4%. The South was down 6.1%, with the West actually being up. 4.6%. Again, these are, uh, what would these be? These would be the month-on-month -month numbers. So again, lots of stuff going on. Got some other notes for you today. Uh, Airbnb is uh, seeing a tremendous jump in bookings. I think a lot of people are doing what Olivia and I did, and we're looking out to the summer and going, you know what? We'll take that week and that week and that week, and we are going to get the hell out of Dodge. We got Royal Caribbean starting cruises in June. Uh, they do have the requirement that all adults or passengers and crew must be vaccinated or no, no, no. It will be interesting to see what publicly traded companies kind of mandate that, at least for 2021, right? You can't come on unless. Uh, we shall see what that is. We got Blackstone once again deploying capital, talking about being in the bottom. I think it was last Monday we talked about them plunking down $6 billion for Extended Stay America. Now they got $6.2 billion for an Australian casino portfolio called Crown Resorts. 
Blackstone is sig- sending a signal, folks. They don't play. They don't play. Uh, what else do I got for you? We got the 10-year down, which, of course, means tech and Tesla is up. It is seemingly this simple here recently. Uh, we will see what the 10-year does because, again, we got lots of Fed speak. I talked about it yesterday. We got a gob of Fed speak. I think I counted like 16 speeches. And when you have 16 speeches from Fed presidents, one of them or two of them is going to say something stupid or I think that the market doesn't like, watch out. Just today, we got the Fed speak. Oh, I didn't write down who it said. Well, whoever's talking today talked about we are on the brink of a complete recovery. I agree with them. What do you think that's going to talk about inflation and growth and twist? We get more talk like that. It's going to be interesting. In the same speech, they did talk about economic scarring being a concern. This is something I think about a lot. I think this crisis is right on the edge of being long enough to change consumer behavior. This is the first crisis in my 30 or 40 years of investing that has been long enough to affect consumers, not momentary psychology, but long term. So it will be interesting, right? Savings rate, spending, do they spend more on experience versus stuff? Do they, do they drive versus fly? It's all going to be interesting. Uh, and again, they talked about the participation rate being the one thing that we have to watch. A lot of folks have made the choice where one parent stays home to watch and raise the kids because daycare and schools have all been shut down. So participation rate will be interesting. And then lastly, again, a sign that I think the bottom is in. You have companies making big plays. We have Canadian Pacific Rail making a play to buy Kansas City Southern Railroad for $25 billion, uh, making the first conglomerate, potentially, it's not approved yet, potentially uh, rail uh, connecting uh, Canada, U.S., and Mexico. It's a pretty amazing thing to think about. So in the end, lots of stuff going on today. We, of course, have our multi-millionaire expert series kicking off here at 8 o'clock. We got the boy Greg Dickerson, and we got... uh, a state attorney coming on at 9, and I got a surprise scheduled at 9.30 uh, that will be on as well. And of course, something I did not get to yesterday was my community presentation. I, re- I built the slides in the morning, but I was just, I was tired. My voice was tired, four hours of talking, needed a break. Uh, but I do have that presentation. I'll probably record that today, maybe tomorrow, but maybe today. So you can look for that coming. In the end, thank you for all the support. Book sales through the roof. If you could do me a huge favor, write those five-star reviews. Also, do me a favor. Let's blow up Instagram. Take some pictures of the book. Tag me on Instagram, one rental at a time. Let's see how many people tag me on Instagram today. All right, everybody. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.